What can you do with your love of science? We'll tell you. everyone, and welcome back to the show for our Love of Science. My name is Shakira. And I am Fatu, and today we're exploring the mind of an artist, a science artist. Woo! <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Joining us today is Chidi Berry Ebay, who is a medical illustrator, globally renowned for his creation of the Black Fetus illustration and more. Mm-hmm. Chidi Berry, we are so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Shakira. Thank you, Fatsu. It's a pleasure of being here today. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. So we are really looking forward to hearing more about uh, the wonderful work that you've been doing and your career journey. Um, And before we jump in, we'd like to warm up by talking about one of our favorite topics, and I'm sure lots of other people's favorite topics, which is food. Yummy! (laughs) So today's topic is favorite foods, and the question is, describe one of your favorite dishes or desserts. Fatu, do you want to get us started? Sure. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like last time I did a dessert. So maybe today <laughs> I'll do a favorite dish. Um, I like a good pizza, you know, like a pizza where the crust is like just perfect, right amount of cheese, right amount of sauce, and it's just like hot and steamy in your mouth. Yeah. That I don't think anything beats like a good good pizza. <laughs> I think I'll start there. Yeah. <laughs> so next? Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> what do you like for your toppings on your pizza? Um, I mean, I don't always go like that crazy. I, I'm good with just doing like, you know, a four cheese pizza where you have a mix of cheeses. That's always great. <laughs> um, I did have a pizza one time that was like duck and brie or something like that. Ooh. And that was actually very good, surprisingly good. Um, and then I also like pineapple on my pizza. Oh I my think that's gosh. also a good combo. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, you still you know. my heart. I love pineapple yes. on pizza. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that sounds good. What about you, Shakira? Yeah, so I have been craving avocado toast recently. <laughs> yeah, I always talk about what I'm craving. Um, so I first discovered it when Dunkin' Donuts came out with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was during the pandemic. And there was a Dunkin' Donuts right down the street from me. So I would walk there to get my avocado toast. And they had the like everything bagel seasoning that they put on top of there. Oh my God, oh my it was gosh. so good. That's but I would say the best avocado toast I've ever had was in Seattle. Um, <laughs> that was with that was Sarah Fati. Oh, yes. yes. It was avocado, but they had like cherry tomatoes on top of there. And like a balsamic vinaigrette. Oh my God. I felt like it was, you know, fancy people avocado toast. It was so good. That's nice. I've had a very good avocado toast as well. Like, and when the bread is like thick and like crusty and yeah, (laughs) it's just perfect. (laughs) What about you, Chidi Berry? What's one of your favorite foods or desserts? 
Well, um, firstly, I don't know how to eat right. I'm not like a food person. I have, I have this, you know, like have a struggle, you know, deciding what to eat. But <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I love, I love eating rice, right? You know, mm-hmm. rice. I mean, different, you know, um, flavors, different. You know, how like not, not like flavor, different um, type of rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then um, for days that I mean. This one time I traveled to Portugal and I had one amazing pizza and it was like a shredded beef on the, mm. on the pizza mm. and it was amazing. So, I mean, for those that I really love having pizza and mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's like like once in a blue moon or something because as I said, I, I really have food, you know, just like drinking. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're with you. We love yeah. food too, right? That's why we start our show talking about our happy place. Yeah, <laughs> just, just food. Yeah, exactly. So, excellent, exactly. excellent. So, why don't we jump in, guys? Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chidi Bear, you are a medical illustrator, self-taught, right? You didn't you didn't go to school for for this. You're self-taught. Your career took off Mm -hmm. uh, when your Black Fetus illustration went viral uh, last year, I believe that was. Yeah. And um, since then, and even before then, actually, you've been advocating for promoting diversity in medical illustrations and just raising awareness about why it's important to represent people of color in in medical Mm -hmm. textbooks, right, in medical um, in our medical literature, right. um, and so we'll get we'll get into all of that in a little bit. Um, but you have you have several appointments, so um, including you serve as the medical illustrator for the International Center for Genetic Disease at Harvard Harvard Medical mm. School. Yeah, um, and you're also the chief medical illustrator and creative director for the Journal of Global Neurosurgery. Mm. Um, and that's just naming a few. You, I know that you have other appointments too, but in addition to all of that, you're also a medical student. So you're a busy, busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much for, for being here with your busy schedule. So why don't we start with, um, if you can please tell us and, and describe for our audience, what is a medical illustrator? What, what do you do? All right. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for asking. Sure. Um, firstly, um, a medical illustrator right, is, um, I would say, a person that has passion for medicine mm-hmm. and arts mm-hmm. and um, is willing to um, integrate these two, right, to um, creating beautiful visual communication, mm-hmm. right? So first, an interest for science and interest for medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, all for yeah, arts and science. So bring the two together would would. You know, typically you call yourself medical illustrator, and um, for me, that's what I do, right? Because I I love science a lot, mm-hmm. and I love art a lot, and I can't I, I don't think I can I can um, replace one for the other. So <laughs> in a bit to do that, yeah, I just um, try to do both things. You know, be a science student and also be an art student. Mm-hmm. So for me, being a being a, being a medical illustrator really entails about um, paying attention to details, right? Mm-hmm. You know, observing. And also asking questions, you know. So um, that's just typically what an illustrator or a medical illustrator is. And of course, mm-hmm. it's also until one also who is willing to, you know, learn and relearn and unlearn. And because as things evolve every day, there are a lot of things in illustrations every day that you know just have to learn. So that's just who mm-hmm. an illustrator is. Yeah. 
Perfect. So sounds like a perfect merging of your two passions there mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. drawing and, and for science. So that's beautiful. That's exactly what we want to hear on this show. Mm-hmm. How do you combine your, you know, your passions into a viable and, and um, you know, productive career? Mm-hmm. So, so you draw, your illustrations are of patients, not of like medicines or, you know, doctors. It's really of patients. Is that correct? Well, it's about both, actually, right? Because mm-hmm. um, the, the, the patient would have an encounter with the doctor. So, of course, mm-hmm. doctors should be included. There's this art I created a recent thing about this year where a Black doctor mm-hmm. was attending to a Black patient, mm-hmm. right? Because it is not common, right? Because that is that is a foundation to addressing, right, systemic racism in medicine, where... Black physicians should also be given equal opportunity to take care of their own race, mm-hmm. right? So when I when I create images like that, it's not about the patients, it's about the doctor also because they are very much included in this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so you're talking about some of your other other projects already. I love that. So that's our next question. So we already know about the black fetus illustration that you did that sort of swept through social mm-hmm. media and and went viral. So can you tell us a little bit more? Um, so we'll talk about that later in the show, but can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other projects as a medical illustrator that you have been working on since then? Yes. So um, frankly speaking, I've done a lot of illustrations um, before. And I mean, before the image went viral last year and after mm-hmm. the image went viral last year. Mm-hmm. And um, before then I focused on, you know, Re-strategizing with my approach in illustration, I've created illustrations on skin conditions mm-hmm. because that is also one of the most um, important area of medicine that there is a lot of, um, you know, that there's not much representation about, right? So I've mm-hmm. created a couple of images on skin conditions. Mm-hmm. I've created on sickle cell disease, which is an, an important topic that people ignore. I've created mm-hmm. um, um, uh, illustrations on patient-doctor communication mm-hmm. on a children mm-hmm. fibroid, on mastectomy, right, with like breast cancer, mm-hmm. and on monkeypox, which is a common, you know, um, endemic right now. I've created um, um, TTTS, which is twin transmission syndrome. Um, mm. Then I've created on vitiligo, or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of images I've created. And currently, um, the, the projects that I'm working with, with a client, right, um, we, what, we, what we're doing, we're creating images um, focused on women healthcare, right? Mm. Images about mm. you know how and the anatomy of the vagina, right? Mm-hmm. The anatomy, you know, um, ensuring the details are you know are, are there. And recently, I've, I've created an image of the pulse oximeter. Mm. Right, pulse oximeter is what measures the oxygen concentration in the blood, mm-hmm. right? Because during COVID, the pulse oximeter measured a wrong oxygen concentration on black people, right? right. Because um, because black people were not involved in clinical trial. So I had mm-hmm. to create a medical illustration that depicted that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that is, um, I've created one on Down syndrome, which is one of my recent artwork, Down syndrome, mm-hmm. which is which holds so dear to me because uh, Down syndrome affects Africans too. But mm-hmm. if you Google right now Down syndrome, you would not see an image of a black person having Down mm-hmm. syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I decided to create that also. And um, yeah, so that's that's it. Excellent. Great. Yeah, very, very important work that you're doing there. Um, and so just give us an example. So so for an example, your position at Harvard Medical School, 
Um, how does it work? Do you sort of decide what illustrations you want to do? It sounds like you looked for Down syndrome images and you didn't find any um, Black images, so you decided to create one. Or do you get, so you have a client who says, I want an image of this, and then mm. you and then you create that particular image first for a publication. How does that work? Well, firstly, I think that's more like two questions in one. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so my job at um, Harvard Medical School is that I'm actually leading a team of people where we are about to um, create a repository of, of diverse images. Right? Ah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be like a library of diverse images because I think that's a strategy to, you know, addressing this systemic racism. Mm-hmm. And also, um, most images that I create, right, and share publicly are images that are that are personal images. I, I do not share client images, right, except they mm-hmm. give me consent to share them publicly. So most mm-hmm. images I've, I've shared publicly are images that are actually conceptualized and or I have people like my fans or my, like, people will just come to me and said, oh, please, can you create this for me? This means so much to me. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Like the Down syndrome, right? Down syndrome was a mother who shared mm-hmm. personal photos of her of her daughter with me and said, please, I want you to create this because this means so much to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to create that image of the Down syndrome. And for others, others come from a point of research, right? Probably I'm reading. Uh, what I do is that I read diseases. For example, I have passion for children, right? So if I'm reading diseases about children, I'm like, what are the, what's the most common disease that affects children that is not represented often, right? So that's where I begin to create, like, like um, um, the recent image I created was uh, in Pitaigo, right? It affects a lot of children, right? But you wouldn't see, you would not see, like I haven't seen, right, any illustration of this skin condition, Right, but it affects mm-hmm. children a lot. So I decided to create image like that. So this is what I do. I make research in areas in medicine that is not really represented, and um, I begin to create images around that. And and if you notice with uh, my images, they are not really full anatomical illustrations because mm-hmm. anatomy anatomical illustration has been. I mean, they have been there for like over fifty years now, right? But they mm-hmm. haven't actually been solving any any problem. So mm-hmm. what I do is to focus on images that ought to be created that are solving global problems, not just anatomy. And um, so that's how I create my images. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. So it's very obvious that you are passionate about what you're doing. You're passionate about women's health and and those images so that a diverse array of people are represented. Can you tell us what is your ultimate goal as a medical illustrator and with this initiative that you've been on um, and how can people like us in the community help with that goal? Yes. Um, so um, my goal as an illustrator, right, not just illustrator, but um, a diverse medical illustrator, I would say, mm-hmm. is um, to see how we can um, normalize the use of diverse images. Mm-hmm. Right. I would tell you before now, before now, people knew that these images were, were actually lacking, right? But they didn't have the courage to challenge this, um, this uh, age-long prejudice, right? People were mm-hmm. aware that things like this were lacking, but nobody was doing it. So um, I, I want to see a system where we normalize the use of black images, mm-hmm. normalize, the use, normalize how we receive black people and how we treat black people through creating visuals that represent the black community. And not just the black community, right, but the people of color generally. Mm-hmm. And also to see how we can um, create an army of diverse illustrators. And the reason why I say that is because 
the reason why we, 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 I mean, we haven't seen a lot of direct images for now is because there are just a little number of people who are doing this, right? I mean, if, mm. if, there are, if there's a statistic, right, it's going to be a very small number of people who are not just doing it for their attention, but are passionate about representation. Right. Because there are two different things, right? Doing an artwork to gain attention, right, or mm-hmm. to show that you're concerned, or doing an artwork because you're really passionate about proper representation. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to create an army of other black illustrators or other artists, right, or illustrators who are passionate about this, who are willing to um, use their artistic processes, right, to to create these illustrations. And that's why I, I started a program, right, where we are trying to build an academy. I mean, I, I haven't made it public yet, right, because it's, it's quite big and scary. So what I'm looking at is to create an academy in Africa, right? It's called, it's going to be called um, the Association of Diverse Medical Illustrators. Mm. So this is where other artists will come together. They're going to be trained because it's, it's not about creating images. It's about it's about creating these images with a purpose. And that's where right. guidance and mm. men- mentorship comes in. You know, so we are going to, um, it's, I mean, it's actually in the thought process. We are still making that happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when that is done, we now see a lot of diverse images and it should become a norm because we have people who are constantly putting it to our face, right? People are constantly doing the images, creating the images. And I believe in the near future, it will be like, would normalize, right? How we normally see diverse images. Right. And I would say, people ask a lot of questions, how can we join the workforce? I would say that, um, firstly, it is difficult to do this, right? Mm. Because firstly, I'm actually challenging, as I said, an, an age-long prejudice, right? And that's why I had so much hate from people, which, of course, is normal. Mm. And um, so what, what, what I say to tell people is, is it, it is not it, it's not just a work of Chidebere Ibe alone, right? It's a work that mm. everybody has to synergize, right, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and push forward. For those who have podcasts, like, you know, like you'd have a podcast right now, using your podcast, right, to advocate, right, for the diverse community or for the people of color generally that is amazing work there right for those who have tv stations who have radio stations who are who are authors right publications ought to be out there right images ought to be out there and so many things ought to be out there because when we talk about representation it's not about visual communication right but it's about advocating for the minority so so much has to be done and i would say that it is so it's um doing this is very expensive right it sometimes mm-hmm. takes resources Right, because as I said, I want to start an academy where we train people. Right, it needs resources to do that, and it's so expensive doing that. So that's yeah. where coming together as a community of people to make that happen, you know, would just make it um, an, an, an easy work. Yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent. And and we absolutely agree. And, you know, we know this from our own personal experiences that mm. representation is absolutely so important. And, you know, you, you want to normalize as you know, not just seeing images of, you know, people of color, but also normalizing as part of training of medical professionals, yeah. right? To have these images in textbooks, that medical professionals are trained um, seeing these images as well. So you, you might have some people who will say, well, a disease is a disease. What does it matter? What color of skin it's on? Yeah. Um, what would you say to them? They said mm-hmm. something like that to you. Well, they've always said it, right? They've always, always said it. And um, when people ask me, does this matter, right? I simply mm-hmm. ask them, why shouldn't it matter? Like, why shouldn't it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, so because it's not about you, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not about your color, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I mean, this these things are are normal in the system, right? People, are, I mean, when when the image went viral, people ask me questions like, why do we need de- black images? That anatomy is simply anatomy. Why do we need diverse images? Right. Well, people people have their different opinion about things, right? But until they have one on one experience with um, some sort of bias, right, they will understand that there's a need for representation, right? So the truth mm-hmm. is, is not everyone. I mean, ideas are not to be understood by everyone, right? But but if you understand your idea, you understand your mission and vision, it is it's quite easy to make it become a reality. So people do not always understand things that uh, um, you know that do not concern them generally. So mm-hmm. um, people have always said that we don't need diverse images; let all images just be white and all of that, which is normal. But until they see the change, they will begin to accept the change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and and diversity in medical illustrations improves health outcomes, right? Because right. doctors get to see all these different conditions on different skin colors, which can show up differently depending on yeah. the color of your skin. So it's so right. so very important. So thank you so much yeah. for for sharing that with us today. Um, before we move on to the journey section, can you please tell us how people can reach you and your team, email or website? Yes, so. Um, yeah, I have a management team, which is um, mm-hmm. management at shadyaberrybay.com. So mm-hmm. they help me, you know, re- respond to emails and, you know, and um, and initiate conversation. So I think through the email, management at shadyaberrybay.com is good. Excellent. Fatu, any additional questions for this segment? Uh, I don't think I have any additional questions. Just really, you know, amazing start to the conversation. I think the work that you're doing, Chidibere, is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, also just thinking about um, what you were saying when people are kind of asking, like, is this work necessary? I think this also just like humanizes and right. normalizes, right? The diversity that we see in medicine, like exactly yeah. like what you're saying. It's like about advocacy and um, about representation and about so much more than just the image itself, but what that can lend itself to. And I think that is absolutely amazing. So yeah. looking forward to continuing our conversation in the second part. Absolutely. Okay, so we'd like to say thank you to our listeners for supporting the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, like, and share. To learn more about our guest journey, be sure to listen to the next journey episode. And you can reach out to us by email at lovesciencepodcast at gmail.com. Please send any questions, comments about the show, or suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. 